welcome to Women Express, where women amplify their voices and their stories are told. I want you to join me. Look forward to the next episode of our Women Express podcast, because there you're going to have the opportunity to really experience not only just the stories of women entrepreneurs, you're going to be able to hear from great thought leaders and women making a difference in the world in all walks of life. That's for you. I want to see you there. So subscribe, follow, and definitely come visit us at Women Express Podcasts. Hello, friends. It's been a while. I know. But there's some wonderful things that have been brewing over here at Women Express. Not only is Women Express now its own brand, woohoo! Women Express or we, we have a few other updates for the Women Express podcast. You can look forward to hearing some really good interviews coming in the next few months. You're also going to be able to join us in our launch of our Women Express book called Goddess Boss Bitch. And if you're really surprised by that title, great, because we're going to turn the world upside down on how we get described and who describes us and how we say who we are. In the book, there will be a lot of women that you already know and some that you don't know that we use as examples. I'm not going to share with you whether they're a woman, this woman is a goddess boss or a bitch. That's for you to decide. But the stories are intriguing, compelling, and do make a difference. I have my favorite stories, and hopefully you'll find your favorite stories too. So if you're interested in the new book that we're producing, it's called Goddess Boss Bitch. Send us your email to denise at speakingwithimpact.com. And where you can join or sign up for the book is on speakingwithimpact.com and look for Women Express and sign up. You can sign up for two things. You can sign up to get the first draft of the book or you can sign up to buy the book or both. But go to by joining our community at Women Express at speakingwithimpact.com. That's Speaking With Impact. Look for our Women Express drop down and then join our community for those two wonderful, wonderful, wonderful offerings. I'm excited. Hope you are too. And one more thing that you'll find on that website is our Power Up Summits, which are a part of the WE community. So for more information about the book, join our listserv at speakingwithimpact.com. Look for the Women Express tab. Once you get there, you can join the community and we will share with you the next steps, the next things coming up around Goddess Boss Bitch. Let's express. Well, welcome back, ladies. It's been a while, I know. <laughs> we have been on a little bit of a hiatus after our last podcast. So I'm sure you all have been missing us. We've been missing you too. I have to say during that time of hiatus, we've been Rethinking Women Express, not only the podcast, but the offerings that we have, the Women Express retreats and summits. 
And boy, do we have some wonderful things that are coming your way in 2024. Also during that time, I took a sabbatical. Who takes a sabbatical? Lots of people do, but I never have. And it was wonderful to be away for almost a month. I went to Southern France to go on a trek and a journey tracing the steps of the divine feminine. And you all know that I love the power of women. I stand for the power of women. If I could eat, sleep, and drink it, which I probably do, I believe that women are most powerful when they follow who they are and what they are. And that's what this podcast is all about. I also believe that it's our time. So the new approach for Women Express, the podcast, and all the other brands under Women Express, the Power Up series, is all about us. Let's stop talking about it. it's our time. Let's start doing stuff that leaves a legacy that changes our time in this time. So I am going to look forward to our talk today. Our last interview was with a Julia. This interview was with a Julia. And I kind of joke that we'll run through our Julia's and then maybe next time it'll be Sarah or somebody else like that. But we're really excited to have the, our interviewee today. I'm also excited. We are being joined by my daughter, Nia Harrington. And Nia had her own podcast, which she no longer does. We always are trying to encourage her to step back up to the plate with that. But I'm more than grateful to have her on the podcast with us today. Part of the reason that she's here is I think our interviewee and Nia have a lot in common. They are both athletes, women athletes, which our world as women athletes, or I should say their world as women athletes, is quite unique and they both have a great story. So I felt like because Women Express is all about bringing together voices, I wanted Nia to be a part of this to help take this conversation a little bit deeper. The other reason why I have Nia on the podcast today is because she's going to be interacting with us from time to time in our podcasts, depending upon when she's available and what the topics are. But Nia is fully a participating part of Women Express and she's definitely an innovator when it comes to getting the knowledge out about how women are expressing and how we're leading in the world. So welcome, Nia, and I'm going to turn it over to you. Great. Thank you, Denise, aka mom, <laughs> at work. <laughs> we call each other, I don't know, my friends think it's a little bit disrespectful that I call you Denise, but that's just the work relationship we've created. I'm all right with that. She's okay with it. See, yeah. everyone, she's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Denise. And I'm so excited to be here. My podcast was called The Game Day Girl. So this is very fitting. It would have been something, or I guess that I would have loved to have the conversation with on my podcast. So I'm joining you today, bringing a little bit of The Game Day Girl to Women Express. The guest that we have here today is Julia She who is the founder and CEO of Body and Soul. She left her career in the tech industry to focus on her passion for wellness, where she founded the Miracle Sports Cream used by Olympians, celebrities, and 
other athletes, even myself, who just had a short little conversation you guys will hear later about how to use this sports cream effectively. Body and Soul is a woman-founded company guided by the belief that self-care is the foundation of wellness. Julia believes that nature provides us with the most nurturing ingredients to heal and to renew our bodies while helping us to connect with our strong and beautiful selves. So we'll be talking a bit about that, finding your passion, betting on yourself, and really being the most strong and beautiful person that you can be. I'm excited for this conversation. Welcome, Julia. Thank you so much, Nia. Th uh, so excited to be here with you and Denise. Yay. Well, we're, we're great in a great space where we can play with you, get some information from you, and actually benefit from your products. I, too, tried the products, and I found that it my I had used the eye cream, and I found that my eyes looked wonderful after. Actually, I used it just before I went to bed, and I was like, wow, the, my eyes look really good right now. I better make sure I put them on tomorrow. So I, I do want to get to that. But first, let's talk about the journey. The journey before you got to a place where you spun off and did your own thing. And it's interesting. I've, I've found throughout my experience of doing leadership coaching for women and doing speaking engagements for women, that there is a tendency for us to start out in the, in the business world, in the workplace, and then eventually decide to spin out on our own. And I, I think that it's common. I have my theories around it. But I want to hear your story about what it was like for you to be in the world of technology, which is very male oriented, still is. It's not as much as it used to be, but it is. And I'd love to hear your journey about how you, you came to really establishing your own business and changing what you believe is the way that women manage their bodies and keep themselves healthy. So my career actually has gone through a few different iterations. Um, I actually went to film school. And so I'd want to be a screenwriter and right out, I went to University of Michigan Film School and right after I went to LA. And so, you know, I went from this, you know, very, I would say, even though there are a lot of women in the film industry, it, it's, it's definitely a male space, a male dominated space. Um, I wanted to be a screenwriter. I was probably uh, temperamentally a little too introverted and shy. I love to write and put my craft out there. I wasn't, you know, didn't love the other aspects of, of uh, the film industry. And so um, I ended up pivoting into getting an offer in the tech industry to do uh, marketing based off of some of my uh, creative skills in the film industry. And then that's how I pivoted into tech. Um, but one thing uh, you mentioned about women who start out you know, in the business industry and move on to their passions is that in your journey of figuring out what you want to dedicate your life to, um, a lot of times you, know, you have people who say, look, I've always wanted to be a doctor and that's what I'm gonna do. Um, I would find that some people, you know, you're going through, you're, you're, especially if you're looking for your passion, you're trying out these different spaces, things that you're good at, and what you end up finding is that even though your journey may take different iterations, you're going through different career steps, um, it may not feel at the time that you know where you're going. If you have faith in that journey, you will end up where you're meant to be or in a place where you feel authentic. So um, I went, hear. yeah, so I was always very creative, 
you know, I, I wanted to write stories that um, reveal the human spirit and, you know, both the negative and the positive of, our, of the human experience, you know, how society um, treats. Sometimes, you know, we grow up being taught kindness is what's matter, uh, what matters most. Don't bully. You know, we rise together. And then you get out to, I would say, even starting middle school, high school, you know, the, the, the career world. It's not, it's not like that, right? The, mm-hmm. the valleys are, you know, be a good person, but it's a dog-eat-dog world. It's zero-sum. There can only be, you know, a few of us. So if you want to rise, you're often put in a position of, do you have to put other people down? Well, that's and- very interesting because I work with, when I'm doing the Women's Ex- Women Express Summits, we talk a lot about the ladder mm-hmm. and how there's no space on the ladder for more than one person. So you have to put the other people down. And that's, that's not something that I think women feel comfortable about, you know, pushing other people to the side. Usually we're more collaborative and we're used to gathering and bringing people in. Wouldn't you think that that's true? It's true. And um, so right now, so, you know, I, I went from the film industry to the tech industry and now, you know, I do a lot of like, right now I'm uh, coaching basketball along with my wellness company. And in researching just developmentally female athletes, um, I read that women actually want to work together. They want to collaborate. They want to find a solution. Whereas when you're working with male athletes, they're looking for, they're achievement driven. So you can yell at them. You can say, you know, this is, this is the fire you have to walk through, you know, uh, to, to, to get to your goal and they'll do it. But if you take a group of female athletes and you take that same philosophy and, you know, this whole, the idea that you build resilience by just um, destroying their egos, pushing them down, and somehow they rise like the phoenix, that's, there will be women, obviously, who will rise, there will be people who will gain resilience that way. But sports psychology has found that if you nurture a group of women, and give them a common goal, and give them the space to say there is room, we will be better rising together than us trying to do our own thing. Women are capable of doing amazing things together. And so there's this renaissance in uh, sports psychology in terms of coaching young women to coaching wow. female athletes, wow. where we're um, highlighting the collaborative aspect. And I think that's so important because when you're dealing with, um, you know, women have, like, as you said, have the skill to work together um, if you put them in an environment and say, Hey, you know, there's, you have to push people down or you have to play like the men, um, where, you know, you have to, you shine on your own and that's how you get ahead. As you said, number one, we're not comfortable with that. Number two, mm-hmm. it's not bringing out the best in us. And, and third, it's also not allowing us to be our most authentic selves where, you know, if we are doing our best and lifting each other up we actually, you know, bring so much more productivity and light into this world. And that's really where we should be focusing. I'm really hoping Mm -hmm. this world, you know, moves forward in that direction where we're teaching young women, you know, to, you know, women in any stage of their careers that we are better off working together and being authentic and following our own passions. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Collaborative We were talking about that a lot today, earlier today. We've we've had a, a day of speaking with powerhouse women (laughs) and we were that's exactly what we were saying earlier in this meeting about how 
we try to fit into that model that's not collaborative and it really kind of we end up building uh, armor that we go to work with or when we're in certain scenarios knowing that we have to fit in so we we try to yet like you're saying it's that's not authentic so who we are we have who we are at home we have who we are with our friends we have you know sometimes how you are at home alone versus how you are at home with your family can be different and how do you, you bring each of those to one place it's 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 a challenge whereas it would be so much better if we could just show up as whole as one in all of those scenarios and, and that part itself of us the self that's separated out from business when we're in business separating out that collaborative self or the nurturing self that women bring to the table makes us rigid and it makes us really highly competitive against each other tell mm -hmm. me about your experience around your 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 experience around being around other women that were putting each other down in order to succeed so i had uh, early in my life i had negative experiences working with other women so i was always uh, an athlete um, i wanted to play in college potentially go to the olympics um, so i played softball and basketball um, unfortunately you know i was in an environment early on uh, going into high school where you know i there was that competition and i think i was too naive at the time to realize it where you know for example you know i was captain of the basketball team and i thought you know because i'm the captain i take care of my players and i didn't realize you know um one of my teammates and i had actually she had actually gotten into a fight with a girl on another team and i remember i stood up for her i tried to break him up i got punched um, but I thought, well, that's what I have to do because I'm the, the captain. I've, I'm taking care of my team. But she went and I didn't know she was telling um, the softball players, which was the next season after basketball. And she had spread these rumors that were, you know, that I was the best player. To, I was saying all basketball season, I was the best player to come out of the school. I could be a team all by myself, which doesn't even make sense because <laughs> softball is not a, a type of game you can play alone. But um, that happened where on the very first day of the softball season, the varsity team, they'd been riled up. They thought I was just like this terrible person, you know, be, pretty much beat me up, surrounded me, beat me up. And because of that incident, the uh, varsity coach says, you can't be on the team because you don't get along with the other girls. And, and this is all every, stemming from a, a girl that you stood up for during basketball yeah. season? Yeah. And it was, um, wow. it was one of these shocking, you know, like I have this idea, maybe I was too naive of, you know, the kind of person I wanted to be mm -hmm. and the kind of leader I wanted to be. And I was true to myself, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize, you know, what was going on inside of other people or that, you know, cause it's, it, you know, doing something like that where she spread the rumors. I think she, she was jealous. Um, even though I thought we had a good relationship, um, but it really opened my eyes. Um, and especially because I had all my hopes and dreams around wanting to play in college. I was already right. on the scouts radars. And then suddenly I can't even be on the team because, and I wasn't the one who couldn't get along. You know, they were upset with me and I could understand why, even though the reason was not true. Um, but I remember that experience made me fearful of other women. Um, it made me I wasn't, it didn't turn me into someone who became zero sun where some where I had to push other people down, but it made me 
introverted. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, it turned into, you know, we yeah. already know we're yeah. dealing with challenges in these male-dominated spaces. And then I also didn't feel safe if I was, you know, can I depend on the other woman in the room? What about female spaces? You know, like in the right. team, whether it's team sports, whether, you know, I, I remember one of my first interviews um, coming out of college was because I wanted to be a screenwriter. So I was looking for jobs with some flexibility. And it was with that firm. Um, it's just lunch. The um, I think it's the matchmaking mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And I remember the interview went really well. You know, <laughs> I have to laugh they, about they, that they call- one. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you tried it? <laughs> I did one of those when I first moved to Washington D.C. They said I was too old. Oh no! Oh my! God. <laughs> I was like, that was 15 years ago. So, you know, I was not old, but you know, that, that again goes to the concept of not only all the things we have to overcome as being a woman. And I think we've gotten through a lot of it. I know that this experience happened when you were younger, but I think some of the remnants are still around. I mean, you know, ageism, you know, women being too old to, to date or too old to even contribute. I have a a girlfriend and myself, we were talking the other day about what it felt to, to, to be getting older. I mean, she's going to be in her seventies and, and I said, you're probably thinking how you contribute because the model itself Mm -hmm. is not designed to support women, not only in our younger years with each other, or being faced with male dominance in a work environment, but it definitely doesn't prepare us as women to carry on the legacy as we get older. And I think that's really, really important. But tell me this. I want to quickly to to jump back in. I think I keep hearing in all these circles that I'm in that as women, we're still searching for that safe space where we can that. be authentic, whether it is Denise, your friends, and we're part of, Denise is part of this women's group here in Washington, DC. And I join from time to time, even though I'm not in the age bracket, that <laughs> it's a safe space for women that are, they, you know, they've reached the peak of their career and they're like, what's next for me, but there's not really anyone in my community that can support that. So it's for all those women that maybe, you know, are in the latter part of their career that's looking for support in similar communities. Or for my, you know, age group, I'm a millennial. Same thing. Sometimes you're like, oh, where where are women like me? Where can I where can I find those without it being playing sports so if you're uncomfortable with that or going to bars or where is that safe space? Do I have to be into fashion? Do I have to where, you know, something that's not just in alignment with what a woman is supposed to do, where can we find like-minded women that we're not going to be judged or, or bullied? I, I definitely too experienced bullying in college instead of high school. In high school, I, I had a, a blessing of being at an all-girls school that actually was very, very supportive of being authentic and inclusive. I'm sure that there was some young women that had a hard time there, but I, I was really lucky not to be part of that group. But going into high school, excuse me, college, having been, never being bullied before and then being bullied when you know you're 20, trying to figure out really who you are. That's such a pivotal time, 18 through 20s, where you're like, who am I? How do I contribute to the world? And just to be, I'm sure it felt similar to you. You're, you had this identity of who you are and you step out into that space and then you're completely cut off at the knees. You're like, okay, who who am I and how do I interact in this space? And it, it 
similar for me, made me very cautious. I didn't think that anybody really wanted to hear who I was or that they cared. You know, I was too scared to be anything with anyone because when I was being myself, it was being judged or talked about, or even when I wasn't being myself, it was similar things like just lies made up about Mm me, even though I was really not doing anything other than watching desperate housewives in my dorm room and going to class. But (laughs) people had all these, Oh, that I was at parties and doing this and doing that. I really wasn't. So it's like, how do you be yourself when you can't, you know, there's rumors being made up about you that aren't even happening. So I can definitely relate to that. And these are generally speaking are, you know, it's great that we're cross-generational in this conversation because some of these are early career experiences, things that we happen in college, but they go they go with us into our career. And it's based on a misconception of who we really are as women and how we contribute mm-hmm. and what we can contribute. Our way is just very different than the male model. We just, we do it differently. And it's very powerful to know that. So as you were going through your career and, and certainly adding from what Nia just said, bringing that experience that kind of made you a little more introverted how did you overcome that what did you do to really begin to step into your ability to be more collaborative and more nurturing and more concerned about yourself as a woman so um it it was definitely a journey and based so when i listened to what nia was saying about feeling you can't fit in I think that's, that's when things start going wrong. It's when, you know, let's, let's say you're someone who started off, you were in a very supportive family model. You grew up as, as Nia said in high school, she had, she was in a supporting nurturing environment where she felt safe to be herself. Mm -hmm. And so then suddenly, so it can happen at any time. It's, you know, when you're that sudden realization of, I need to fit in because who I am authentically as myself is not enough, is not correct, is not accepted, all these negatives. And so where we start going wrong is thinking, okay, I can't be myself. So how do I fit in? And that starts us down the wrong road of um, trying to be something in the eyes of others, uh, trying to be something. And you have to know that when a lot of times, if you're being bullied, if you're, you know, for people just seem to kind of stick to you and, and want to take away something from you. And I tell this to all, all my, I tell it to my, my son, I tell it to the kids I coach, when you have a light inside you, mm-hmm. when you know yourself well, and you feel good about yourself, you're going to glow, you're going to have a light. And the people who most feel uncomfortable with who they are, either they've been made to feel bad that they can't be themselves because there's something wrong with them or they themselves have an insecurity. They're not going to like the people who walk around, you know, owning their light. And I think number one, you have to know that when it's easier for us now, because we're older, we have that life experience. We found our, we've kind of come back to ourselves, but I think it's really important to let young people know that if 
you, you know, you have a light, if you are being authentic and true to yourself, that's mm -hmm. where you need to be, to be yeah. your strongest, best version of yourself. Yeah. If so there true. are people trying to take that away or, or, you know, like nagging is something that, you know, I talk a lot about, I write a lot about, which is this idea of, I give you backhanded compliments, but you're, you know, so somebody who seems like they're your friend or seems like they have your best interests at heart, but always put you down in some way, those people aren't doing you any favors. So because... I guess that girl did a great job for you. I think, the, I think she gave <laughs> you a great gift because you learned a lesson that you are paying forward now yeah. to other women and you i'm sure you're paying it forward in your business as well absolutely yeah i think um the most important thing is when whether you're a woman going out into the corporate world um, or you're trying to set out for your own business um it's the idea especially when you're going into let's say a new company a new environment there's this instinctual because we're so humans are social animals that we feel we need to fit in but it's really important to remember that the best way for you to attract like-minded people people who are on the same vibration as you people who have the same interests as you is you have to be authentically yourself because right. just imagine if you're tuned into what you think somebody who may not approve of you wants you to be so they will approve of you you're not going to be yourself. So you're going to be maintaining this false, you know, person, and it's going to be very painful, very um, tiring. You're not going to yeah. feel good about yourself. Um, and you're attracting the people who don't even accept you. So yeah. why would yeah. you want those people? Yeah. I think yeah. like, um, you know, especially with career, sometimes we, we take the job we're offered, you know, we, we have to, we have to kind of, I don't want to say suffer through, but tolerate environments that aren't ideal. But as you get, you know, you have to know in the back of your mind that at, stay true to yourself, do what you need to do on the outside, but don't feel you have to change your inner core or compromise your integrity to fit in that environment. You know, so if I'm in an environment where it's very male dominated, I have to put up with, you know, that, that there's this guy, I, I have this great idea and then somebody else has to say it and be male for it to be accepted. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't love it, but doesn't mean I, I, I change myself to, you know, to be somebody I'm not to say, Hey, great mm -hmm. idea. You know, Oh, the men in this company always have the best ideas. Maybe my ideas aren't so good. And that's why they don't listen to me. You have to recognize what's yours and who you are and hang on to that. Do what you need to do to get through things, but always be on the lookout because like I said, if you are vibrating at your authentic, as your authentic self, being who you truly are, um, mm. you'll be able to um, be your, you know, you'll be able to you'll be your best self. It's, it's true. Yeah. You'll be your yeah. best self. I think yeah. these yeah. are such great. I mean, these are such great things to understand about being in the workforce holding on i can't tell you how many women that i know that even on the vp level have gone into meetings and sat there maybe with a client or maybe with internal clients where their ideas were brought to the table but they weren't accepted until one of the, the men at the said table it. said it yeah yeah and you do you have to you know because we work with with women and people in general to help them understand how to communicate with impact. It is not a place where you let go of your authenticity and you do decide how will I get my message across at the table where it's authentically mine 
and not given to someone else. And it's a skill. It's not something that you know you can do because just right off the bat, because you have to understand how to be, how to maneuver in that environment where you can get your word across and maintain your authenticity. That's such an important piece of the puzzle for any woman at any level of business. And it happens at all levels of business. So it's great that you're sharing that idea with me. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me something else. I, and I, and I'm going to give Nia some space too. <laughs> what would be the three key things you would say, if you could just say this, 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 yeah. what would be the three key things that you would say from a coach's perspective that women can do to maintain their authenticity and to bring their light to the table? I love that. Um, most importantly, it's know yourself. So um, I'm a huge fan of, of taking space because a lot of times you're listening to other people's projections of who you mm -hmm. are or should be or what they want you to be. Because, you know, even if someone says, hey, you know, you're, you, you're too opinionated, what they mean is they would rather you follow them than you, you know, so you have to, you have to decide, you know, who are you? And then, um, you know, recognize what is someone else putting something on you, whether it's what they want you to be, whether it's their idea of you, whether it's right or wrong, um, or, you know, just something that doesn't belong to you. You have to be able to say, okay, that's theirs. I hear it. Uh, you know, am I too opinionated? Okay, but I, I can put it aside and still know who I am. Uh, number two, find your allies, you know, find the mm -hmm. people who yes. get you because sometimes we're so busy trying to um, get, you know, the, maybe the wrong people to accept us or because we feel they have the power in the room that we neglect the people who, you know, would get us, would support us. And sometimes they're the quieter people where if you, you know, give them the confidence, give them the rapport um, to feel that, hey, you know, like we can do something together, they become, you know, you form a little team and, and you become more outspoken. You can actually change the dynamics in the room. You can. Um, you really can. I love yeah, that. Find the point. people that get you. Don't yeah. worry about the people that don't. <laughs> Yeah. 100%. You know, if, if you care about if someone says, Hey, I, I you know, I, I think you're a terrible person, but you think they're also a terrible person. <laughs> why be bothered by the opinion of someone you don't care about? Yeah, you know, let so, that go. <laughs> I have such a great example. I have a, a, a friend who's so sweet, like I could never say anything bad about her ever. And she texts me the other day, she was visiting some old friends. And she was like, this is the second time this month that somebody has called me fake. And I was like, there is no way on this great earth that you are somebody who is fake. That is their projections on you. And I want you to leave that behind. But that so frequently happens the same thing. She's a sweet, beautiful, joyful girl. Even her name lends to her great personality. And when people see that, they want to tear it down. It so frequently happens. And especially, I, I think it happens, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think it happens, especially maybe not so much for men, but for women, because we do internalize and think and yeah, process a lot. Do. It happens most when we are on that brink of change. When yes. we go through something that's life altering and we sit back and think, okay, I need to do something different. And we start living in that and 
well, you know, in that moment, we're a little bit, okay, we're testing the water, we're putting our foot out, and <laughs> we keep we're walking in faith of that new person. And that's when people start to try to bring us back to where we were, they try to tear us down. I don't know if you've, you've seen that. But I feel like every time I'm leveling up is when someone wants to come and try to knock me down. <laughs> well, number two is really good. Find the people that get you. I, I love that principle. So what's yeah. number three? Change your environment. So find the environment that you fit. Cause like I said, you know, when we're starting on our career, sometimes we take the job we get. Um, mm -hmm. But as you are, are building experience, finding your allies, figuring out what you're good at, you know, you're, cause mm -hmm. as you, as, as you're going through life, you're going to learn about yourself. You're flexing different muscles and you're evolving. And so you're going to get to a place where you can have, you can start looking for a different environment. So whether, you know, like you're in a job you don't love, start thinking about what type of job, what type of uh, work environment, what type of, um, you know, where can I exercise my passion where I'm just like waking up in the morning saying, let's go, you know, mm -hmm. so, so before you can, you know, you can change your environment, but you, you know, it's the same thing. Like if you have somebody who's always dating the wrong guy, like a guy who doesn't treat her well. And then she goes, you're like, okay, get out of that relationship. And she gets with the right. same guy, you know, same different, guy. you know, different, same everything, guy, different, guy, different shoes, <laughs> same guy, exactly. different shoes, <laughs> you know? So, so when I say change your environment, you know, make sure you're thinking through, you know, what type of environment, you know, what, you know, what do I want to do with my life? What type of work environment? What do my coworkers look like? What's my ideal boss? Or am I my own boss? You have mm -hmm. to kind of know what you want. Cause look at it this way. If you don't even know what you want in life, um, you, how is the universe going to give it to you? But even oh, wow. before that, if you don't even know who you are, how are you going to know what you want in your life? So number one, Everything you do in life, you know, rather than trying to fit into what other people want you to be or think you should be, figure out who you want to be. What makes you feel most authentic? Where do you feel most at peace, integrated? Spend time alone. Because I find a lot of people who are afraid to spend time alone, it's because they some deep down, they feel so uncomfortable with themselves. They're afraid to open that closet and look. But yeah. it's only when we can face ourselves, embrace ourselves, love yeah. ourselves, yeah. that we can I say, okay, I'm ready to take on this world. And then you have to figure out, okay, where do I want to be in this world? And what do I want to surround myself with? Yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to dig a little, is my mic working? Okay. There yeah. we go. Now it's yeah. okay. Sorry. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> Adding to that. I want to dig a little bit deeper with that because I, that that spending more time alone, I think that triggers a lot of people. One, because they will say, oh, I'm perfectly fine. I spend time alone by myself all the time. I go to coffee shops by myself. I'm fine going to dinner by myself. I love spending time alone at home. And I've just watched my TV shows. <laughs> I love self-care. But being okay with being alone is so much bigger than that. So I want to dig a little deeper. What do you mean by spending time alone? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that? Like, can you sit with yourself? Like, what types of conversations do you have with yourself? If you're Absolutely. sitting at home alone saying like, man, I need a man. Like, I, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do, you're, you're out there, right? You're, yeah. you're not spending time with yourself. You know, like, um, it means being able to sit with yourself. Like I said, feel integrated, be able to embrace who you are. Mm -hmm. And really from that position of, you know, you're, you're, you've collected yourself, you're integrated what do I want my life to be? Because so I would, when I think about 
the people who are unhappy that I meet in this life, they're constantly thinking their unhappiness is something that is outside of themselves that either they have no control over or there's all these reasons and excuses they can't change. And they have to know like their thinking, their mentality is coming from inside the call is coming from inside the house yes it is you know? i love that saying yeah. <laughs> coming from inside the house yes. yeah i love that um it's me so, talking yeah. to me <laughs> and yeah. so i i think sitting with yourself means examining like if if let's say i go you know something makes me feel bad or i'm thinking hey i really don't like you know this this job i'm in it's talking through like thinking through well why am I in this job and it's like oh because I need money and then deep down really what it might be is I'm afraid I won't get hired by somebody else because I feel insecure about my ability etc and that's where you have to kind of nail down what's going on inside of you that's preventing you from going out and trying for the things you want and then getting yourself to kind of get out there and do it. <laughs> and it might be that in the moment you are doing it for the money, yeah. but it, but it, let yourself be okay with that yeah. instead of beating yourself up because life is a process. We're constantly unfolding. It's like a, a lotus flower that unfolds each petal one at a time. That's why I'm loving this conversation so much because at the root of all of it, number one, sitting with yourself, which is an actual meditation, sit with yourself, just sit Mm -hmm. with yourself and deal with what's going on inside yourself. Listen to your negative and positive aspects of what you say about yourself, because some of those negative aspects that we say about ourselves is a offshoot of what we've been talking about, people's, other people's projections. Mm -hmm. So when you get into that space where you're sitting with yourself, that's a great place to figure out, is that me or is that somebody else? And I think, thank you, Nia, for bringing that up. I think sitting with yourself, having those moments of silence with yourself is fundamental to building the picture of who you want to be. Don't you think? 100%. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when, when we spend that spa moment, you like my segue? We spend that <laughs> spa moment, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative and grateful that, you know, out of this trek, what you found is not only do I need to be authentic, but I want to support women. I want to support people to find that moment within themselves where they can feel more whole. Tell us a little bit about your business and how you got there. Sure. Um, so in high school, um, I was I was such a hardcore athlete, um, but I think the training philosophy wasn't strong back in the day, like, you know, like doing plyometrics and how to take care of your body. So I suffered some pretty uh, horrific knee injuries that resulted in uh, five. I had five major knee injury, uh, sorry, knee surgeries before oh I was goodness. 20. Oh, no. Um, oh my <laughs> so they actually removed the cartilage in my knee when I was um, 19. So I've been bone on bone for 25 years. And, you know, the doctors are like, you're probably going to need a repla- knee replacement in your 30s or 40s. Um, and so in 2014, after I had my son, um, just trying to lose that weight, get back in shape, it was, you know, with my the condition, my knees, um, it was really difficult. And then that's when the doctors are again saying, hey, you know, let's do surgery. 
and they wanted to put me on Advil every day for the rest of my life for, for inflammation. And I was like, I, I don't think that's good for my body. So I remember even like, you know, in my twenties when I was, you know, my knee injuries led to back injuries and all kinds of pain issues where even there were some days I couldn't even, you know, I was, couldn't even get out, to, out of bed, you know, to get to the bathroom, like crawling to the bathroom. It was this loss of dignity, you know? And then when you're in physical pain, and you don't know if this is going to be forever, it completely clouds your outlook on life. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, I'm just thinking like, you know, I'm 24, I can't get out of bed, the doctor's saying you need back surgery. And I'm thinking, is this going to be the rest of my life? Because I don't want this life. And I just remember how low I was. And so after I had my son, you know, I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, I wanted to put off surgery because I was, I was still in my 30s. And so I was very interested in the idea of, of, of herbs and, you know, I've, I've always been kind of more into, you know, um, natural things. I'm not, I don't like taking medicine and, and pills unless I absolutely have to. And so I started doing research and I realized the two things your body needs to actually stimulate your, your, your natural capability of healing is you need cooling to decrease inflammation and warming to stimulate blood flow. And your body can actually do a lot in helping you heal. Mm -hmm. And so I started playing around with herbs and a formulation. And I came up with um, what ended up becoming Miracle Sports Cream. But at the time, I just, you know, I just made it for myself. I was putting it on before and after the gym. And all of a sudden, I was like, I would put it on. I would feel great. I would go work out for two, three hours. I was like, you know, marathon sessions. I would go play basketball. And everyone started noticing because I was the girl who had bad knees. And suddenly I was like, just in really good shape. Um, and I got in such good shape, I actually uh, was noticed by a college um, college basketball coach, and I ended up being recruited to play college basketball at the age of 41. Oh and so, gosh. yeah, so that was a dream. You know, I, as a kid, I always wanted, you know, that was just Miracle. my one dream. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's why, you know, and I think also, you know, like, wow. the, even the word like, like miracle or healing. Um, a lot of people, they're, they're so, de you know, there's a stigma to it because, you know, you get all these like um, back in the day, all these, these, these people, they put hands on you and you're healed. You know, these are, are charlatans. But when you talk about healing, we're talking about, you know, nothing, you know, we're talking about your body's ability to rejuvenate, to repair itself. itself. itself it does yeah. it every wow. single day. Yeah. And so I, that's I, something. I've heard so many in recent years, doctors, saying, you know, in addition to what they're doing, also suggesting alternative ways to help the healing process. And, you know, anybody who's worth their, their, their MD that sees a miracle happen, generally speaking, will also support it with scientific backing, you know, and, and that's what yeah. I love about your, your, your miracle creams is that there, you, you constantly are saying that there's a scientific backing that goes with it. But ultimately, nature knows best what to do if you put it in the right conditions. Yes. And your body, too. Your body is a miraculous machine. You know, it's mm -hmm. built to survive. You can, exactly. <laughs> built to survive. Exactly. Well, I do know I am, that I, well, go I, ahead, yeah, I am, I am so, this conversation is everything I needed to hear. I have explained awesome. at the, the top of the the podcast before we started that I'm going through be, having an injury at 32, right when I was getting back into really feeling my stride when it came to fitness. And I've always, I, in my, in my sports career, I was 
a phenomenal track athlete and it got swiped away from me with an injury and I never really got to fulfill that dream. And so hearing that you similarly had this dream of being this basketball star and then got recruited at 41, I always thought that my track career now that I'm in my thirties is over, but I was getting really excited as I was training this past year. I'm like, I want to be a sprinter again. I want to get back to that. And then getting an injury like sciatica, where it just doesn't leave you, you feel it constantly. And my, my foot was numb. My leg was numb and nothing with, I went to a chiropractor, physical therapist. I, and then I just got sick of it all because it, I, like you said, my identity my worth, everything. I just didn't know who I was anymore without my routine of waking up in the morning and working out and in the way that I, I makes me happy. So I went through this year, a period of just being really depressed and not being able to know where it was coming from. And then I was like, oh, it's because I'm outside of my routine, but this is giving me hope. <laughs> and I have the miracle <laughs> cream in my bag right now. I just, I, it's a light at the end of the tunnel, because as you've said, I'm like, I don't know, I guess I just have sciatica for the rest of my life. And I'm just like, whatever, I'll go back to working out. And I guess I live with the pain, but. So this will definitely help with the sciatica. So the three yeah. things um, to focus on when you're um, trying to, to come back from an injury, um, the cream will help um, also stretching and then massage. So Massage is really important. So most people think of like, oh, I got, I'm getting a massage. It's like this luxury. Um, when I go to my sports massage person, <laughs> I am like screaming. Well, we kind of like the luxury part yeah. too. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> get, yeah, get the luxury one for, for fun. But if you want to like, you know, like uh, really break up some of the, these inj the things that are causing you pain um, by breaking up, because as your muscles kind of get overused, uh, they really clamp up. They get they develop scar tissue, so you get less mobility. By mm -hmm. massage, actually um, breaks up the scar tissue, gets more blood flow um, into that area. And especially if you get a massage with the Miracle Sports Cream, it kind of turns the volume down on on that pain when they get deep into those areas. That because mm -hmm. sometimes it's like when they go hard into some place that's really tight, it you you clamp you you tense up because you don't want them in there because it hurts. Yeah. And so the cream actually loosens up that area, so they can really get in there and then break things up and then you're, you're so much better. But it's it's really important that you have to remember the body, the body carries our emotional wounds, our physical wounds, and our bodies are the only thing keeping us in this earth so our personalities can shine through, right? Yeah, and so we, true. you know, we yeah, have true. to take care of our bodies. Yeah, and it's really important. At no matter what age, because as we even get older, I mean, yeah. I recently got Rolfed. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it basically <laughs> is a very, very deep massage because I was having so much back pain that I wasn't able, lower back pain that I wasn't able to walk. And I wanted to take this journey that I went on that, that, you know, a lot a of this tour. journey was walking, yeah. you know, so I, I went there and I got that done and I wish I had had the cream beforehand, but I got that done it and it was better. <laughs> yeah, it would have. And what really also ha happened was I was on this journey and we did a lot of yoga and that oh, stretching good. my lower body, all of a sudden I'm, I'm walking five miles and feeling good about it. I mean, the first couple of days were a little rough, but I got better as the days went on. I mean, we didn't cool. intend to turn this into like a, hey, this is a wonderful thing, but it really is a wonderful thing 
that you've created and, and Nia did get to experience and you've given her uh, some great yeah. ideas on what to I'm do. like, we, <laughs> I could talk forever. I have so many, I just, again, like we were saying earlier, you got to find your circle of people that can support you. And yeah. I didn't really know who or where to go for this issue, who to talk about it to. So just trying to figure it out on my own. I've been, you know, I've done yoga, I've done Pilates. I've, just walked I've just mm -hmm. laid on my bed <laughs> like mm -hmm. just bouncing around trying to figure out the solution because a lot of the times the doctors don't really give you I got the same feedback oh well I actually talked to one of my coaches he's like you should be taking ibuprofen every day I'm like I don't do that I'm I'm just not going to he's like but you probably should no yeah no, that's not for me and that goes to the second point that you brought up you got to find yeah you got to find your people, the people that get mm -hmm. you. And in essence, one of the key things we bring up or one of the key points in the Women Express Summits when I teach them is you've got to find community. You've mm -hmm. got to find community. Community is so essential to women. That's an important piece of the puzzle for us because we thrive in community where we're with people who get us, who we feel comfortable with, who will inspire us and will allow us to really rise, as you said. Well, I'm gonna call it a day. Yeah. So because well, we really so could we talk. Close it, yeah, we oh, could, but oh, oh. give people more information about yes. where they can get this miracle cream. How can they reach out to you, find yes. you, and learn more about your your body and soul? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful space. <laughs> uh, so we're at uh, bodysoulbotanica.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok uh, at, at Miracle Sports Cream. I do recommend uh, TikTok because uh, I partnered with a coach out of Colorado, Coach Cam, and he's been providing a lot of stretches, exercises for common things like sciatica, back pain. And it's not just for athletes. It's literally, um, I think this week's video is for people who sit a lot. So you get all the office workers and then they, you know, they're doing their, their one hour commute, sitting in an office yeah. chair for eight hours and they're like, oh, my back hurts. And so you're going to have yeah. to strengthen <laughs> some things, you know, but uh, some videos on how to get relief. Uh, and, one, and then one last thing I do want to say is I want to change the, the concept a lot of people have, which is they only take care of their bodies when something's gone wrong. You know, so, you know, like right now, you know, you're working out, you've got that you're dealing with sciatica or let's say, you know, something's hurting and now they're saying, okay, I, I want to, I'm looking for something to take care of it. The best time to take care of your body is maintaining it. And so one thing about uh, Miracle Sports Cream, and I, I really want people to, to embrace this, is the idea that if you put it on before you work out, um, it'll warm up the body because you think muscles are like rubber bands. If they're cold, they snap. If they're, if they're warm, they're stretchy and you get more out of it. If you put the cream on before you work out, before you go on a hike, you know, Denise on your sabbatical, if you're going to go walking, put it on your feet, it just warms things up and it's, it's easier and then you're less likely to have these little imbalances that end up becoming bigger things like sciatica or chronic back pain. Yay. So I want people to think about maintenance, like like okay. do this, take care of your body instead of repairing your body. I, we, right. we may have to get more from you now. <laughs> okay. I know, well, I stole the whole jar, so She sorry. did, she yeah. took it, but I took the eye cream and I loved it and it smelled <laughs> wonderful and I'm gonna keep using it, but I might have to have my own cream Sorry. for my back yeah <laughs> i know i know yeah so tell us again cream. who you are where you are 
What's the name of the company is? Um, so my name, um, my name is Julia Shi. Uh, I'm the founder of Body and Soul. Uh, we are a company that sells plant-based uh, wellness products for self-care. And our best-selling product is Miracle Sports Cream. It's an amazing um, mas uh, therapeutic massage cream. You put it on before you work out. It gets everything flowing. It, it makes the workout so much easier. Um, and then for anyone who is interested in trying out Miracle Sports Cream, uh, I have a special discount code, 15% off your entire order for uh, Woman Express listeners. Uh, put, you just put in Woman Express, uh, or I believe uh, Nia and Denise will put it in the show notes as well. You sure yes, will. Yes, we will. Yes, Yay. we will. And just to wrap it up, this has been uh, one thing that I want to say about this interview is your story is a story of a life's journey, a life's journey that took you from the mean girls who bullied you to the tech world where you were male dominant or organizations to the place where you, you know you really decided i'm going to center my myself i'm going to find myself in this process and unfold my own life's journey but it was all a life's journey and it's been great to hear from you and some of the highlights that you brought up about our collective selves and centering yourself and sitting with yourself i think are are not only tools for our younger women, the younger women who are listening, but for the rest of us as well. I mean, I know that I'm redefining myself in this moment, and these have been really, really good tips. Not to mention, I got a cream that I can deal with now for my back. Yay. Some for my <laughs> eyes, because you know, as you get older, the eyes, that they are a thing. So thank <laughs> you so, so, so much for spending the time with us. We are Women Express Podcast. That's how you can find us in any of your podcast sites. We are there. We're back in business. We're excited. We have several interviews that are coming up with people who are powerhouse women just like Julia. And I think that if you stay with us and come a part of our community, that your life will take on the light that Julia is talking about. Thank you so much, Julia, for being here. So come on, women. Let's get it together and let's express.